0: we yeah. yeah.
1: Mellow start.
0: I start <laughs> look, look,
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Empire 161 Show, Season 4, Episode 7. Uh, Open it up with Hello by Pop Smoke, which is Aaron Judge's walk-up music uh yeah, thanks for joining us on this tuesday evening we got late night yankees so we actually have a little bit more time to work with during the week now uh yeah, thanks for joining us as you're joining us in the facebook live stream if you're joining us on youtube or on twitter or instagram or wherever it's on the audio only podcast we appreciate it as always uh and with me as always is lisa lisa what's up
0: Hey, hey, thanks for joining us As said, we snuck in an episode before so the next one so
1: today. Um, and if you're as brave as, as us, you will stay up later and watch the game, or at least the majority of it, because it is all the way out on the West Coast, so that's tough. Uh, before we get into any baseball talk, I want to send two happy birthday shoutouts to two of our friends who share a special day together. Uh, I'm still waiting for an answer from one of them, though, uh, about this podcast. So um, happy birthday, Rick. But I do need the answer to the question that we asked you two episodes ago. Um, So please get on that. Give us a birthday gift by uh, answering that question. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. And uh, shout out to Joey B, who and and Angie hosted a barbecue for Memorial Day for our team. Joey showed up and nobody knew who he was because he looks completely different without a hat on, in a good way. Joey, you have very nice hair, my friend. Very nice hair. And I never knew what it looked like with your hat on. (laughs) Uh, It was really nice to meet your fiance and your sister, though, I hope you all had a great time. Ed and Angie's barbecue was a ton of fun. Thanks again for hosting, Ed. Um, This week, we are going to talk about the Orioles and the Padres series. And we're going to squeeze in a conversation about last night's Mariners game. Um, I would like to talk about how sweet it is, the sweet life of the Empire 161 hosts, because we got to do something fancy uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, last okay. week. Last week. I don't know. Ed, time has no concept when you are uh, out of work on leave. And I'm not going back to work till next week. So I still don't know what today's date is. I just know it's May. Almost the end, Almost June. Um, and then we're going to talk about a little bit about Aaron Hicks and Gary Sanchez and what that, like, they already found new homes again. I can't even keep up with them. <laughs> You've seen it on our on our Facebook page, um, but I want to discuss it. I know Ed wants to as well because, you know, good luck to the Orioles and the Padres for that decision-making.
2: Well, they are getting them at a now by MLB standards, by pro-athlete standards very fair price we'll put it that way not by out not by human regular human standards (laughs) you know by their standards they're pretty much taking flyers on them um yeah i guess we'll we we can start by talking about both quickly apparently gary sanchez was already released by the mets about for a week full of work so congratulations gary for getting a year's salary pretty much for that um but he was already picked up by the San Diego Padres who were just in town facing the Yankees, and that's just amazing. I mean, we were talking about it right before we went on. The Padres mm-hmm. have been scuffling. they really not off to the start that most would have expected that they would have been off to. So they're just taking a flyer on a guy kind of like what the Mets were doing. Uh, the Mets thing I didn't fully understand because they had Tomas Nito coming off the IL soon. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. He was a one-week rental one way or the other. <laughs> um, but the Padres are saying, hey, listen, we'll try to catch lightning in a bottle, too. If he gets hot for a couple of weeks, great. We'll ride it out. And if he has, he finds it somehow, then great. We got ourselves another bat in the lineup. I don't know what you're going to do about the offense. I mean, the defense. I, I mean, you dude can't catch a cold, so we know how that goes. That's hard to watch. Um And that's that. So there's there's really no risk involved, honestly. They can cut him just as easily in that. But the thing that came across just about an hour or two ago, that the Baltimore Orioles have signed Aaron Hicks? (laughs) Really? Really? I mean, the Orioles are up and coming, young team and everything like that. I saw Cedric Mullins. He's on my fantasy team. So, yes, I was a little bit more in tune with him, uh, one of them. Um, He's going to go on the IL, so I'm assuming they – going to hold it down. And it was a groin, so that can be tricky. So who the heck knows how long Mullins is going to be on AIL for. I guess that's what they're thinking with Hicks. Um But we talked about it, right, like when Hicks was released, that I wouldn't be shocked if Hicks was better with another team. I think he kind of mm-hmm. needed a change of scenery. The Yankees kind of needed him out of here too. Like it was just not working for both sides. The relationship was completely damaged and destroyed. And stuff and I've heard and I've heard things like Brandon Cuddy on Twitter has mentioned repeatedly, he seems to be he seems to be a good dude, but it's just it's it wasn't working here anymore. You know what I mean? Like it just wasn't. It was time to cut bait. He wasn't happy with his role here. The Yankees can't keep running him out there. The fans were pretty much in a mutiny against him. They weren't having it either. Uh so it was it was time to cut bait. So you just don't want to see him doing it against the Yankees. For him to go ahead and catch oh, on the man, Orioles,
1: imagine that. And the Orioles are a team in contention too, so
2: chasing them right now. We're trying to track them down. You know, the Yankees are slowly but surely, you know, climbing up the, the standings a little bit. So, you know, you're gonna have to pass the Orioles to, to you know to get there. And they do yeah. face the Orioles in a couple of weeks. So we'll see if Hicks is still there or if he gets to play during that time or what. But. It'll be yeah, interesting. It was just
1: Having a cup of coffee, or if he's staying for dinner?
2: Yeah, you never know. Like he <laughs> might not. He might be gone by the time we even face him.
1: Exactly. <laughs> he's
2: probably like chomping at the bit to be like, "Oh man, he he wants to make a difference in his in his race, and you know, and and hold and hold the yanks down and stuff like that, and really stick it to them. You know, he does. And to oh, the fans.
1: Speaking of people who I feel, I mean, this is his personality in general, but like. When, when we talk about the Padres, we got to talk about the uh, extraness, even though he always showed up extra when he was a Yankee, of Rubenet O'Dore.
2: Oh, Rubenet O'Dore with the, with the eye black that was basically covering his entire face. He looked like Ray Lewis. Oh, my God. That was, <laughs> that was something. That was he truly is,
1: something. He He's always extra. And I will admit, when he was on the Yankees, he was extra, too. Yeah, so cool. it's not a change in his personality, but I think he was like, especially with the first game, was mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're sticking it to you. Oh, listen, it's just
2: what it is. When you're playing against your former team or something like that, they do want to show it. I'm like, hey, you know, you shouldn't, shouldn't have given up on me. shouldn't have let me walk, that type of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And whatever. Odor had his moments while he was here. I mean, I'm not I saying it was a total waste of time and anything like that, but –
1: no, he wasn't. He just—he
2: is what he is at this point in his career. You know, he's a guy, a bench guy who plays here and there, give you a little lefty power off the bench on occasion. Um, but he was straight out starting. for. I mean, because they have Manny Machado's on the IL right now. So
0: mm-hmm. they
2: do have a need right there. He's one of their biggest bats out of the lineup. So I, I get why they got out there. They're just getting – they're taking their chances with anybody at this point. <laughs> <After> <laughs> they getting, are. <laughs> it's like, hey, whatever, man. We're just we're – just, We'll keep throwing as much shit at the wall as we can, and (laughs) hopefully some of it sticks.
1: (laughs) So before we get into the series, Mm -hmm. I have to talk about it, because it was my first time experiencing it, but we had uh, the good fortune of having upgraded seats to a suite. What was it, number 59?
2: 59.
1: Number 59, whoever that was. Um... We were in that suite, and
2: Luke had- Voigt was fifty nine at one point.
1: Luke Voigt, okay, so <laughs> all right. That may be I mean, all I got. I don't want to make like an open shirt joke, but there wasn't anything I could relate to that. He got re-
2: he got released earlier today. Did he? <laughs> yeah, Luke Voigt was a lot of ex-Yankees in the, in the new in the waiver
1: wire apparently. Oh my God! Out in the ether. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got to see, uh, it was the game where Garrett Cole got his 2000 strikeout not a, not the best game for him. Um, but it ended up being a great game at the end. And, um, we had a lot of fun. We thought, I thought we, we had the suite to ourselves for a good 45 minutes to an hour, but we ended up sharing the suite with a, with a guy, his son and his three friends. Uh, the kids are teenagers. Ed, we talked about this at the barbecue, the amount of starry they drank.
2: It's tremendous. I've never seen anything like that. I had one Starry, and full disclosure, I have not drank regular soda in years at this point. I drink Coke Zero, water, iced tea. I tried one because I was curious to know what the heck they went through all this business of knocking off 7-Up for and replacing it with Starry. It tastes exactly the same. But these kids, they I don't know what it is about teenagers and Sprite, Starry... And, like, 7-Up. Like, it's just
1: about the lemon, lime, soda and, Mountain and Mountain Dew. And Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Like, yeah, what is that? What is that about? It's the, I, 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 don't get, I don't know. I think maybe because, like, maybe it tastes, like, extra sweet or whatever. Like, I don't extra sugary tasting. I don't know. But they knocked, th- four kids knocked back 13 starries. One of them was proud to admit that he single-handedly had four or five of them.
2: Oh, yeah. You would think he was an adult knocking, kicking back beers in a bar. The
1: the suite was great. There was like an insane amount of food. And I pray Yankee stadium. I pray that you give some of that extra food away to people in need in the neighborhood, because in our suite alone, there was a lot of food left. You know what wasn't left though, because we didn't get any ice cream. Still bitter about that. Kids' next door to us got ice cream, and they made these lovely Sundays. All the kids in our suite wanted was the ice cream. Ed and I wanted ice cream. We didn't get any. But that's okay. I'm not complaining because everything else was amazing. Those sandwiches, so good. Those taquitos. Ooh, that was delicious. Oh, my gosh. I'm they so were mad didn't drink Tupperware. So mad.
2: They were the highlight. They
1: were the highlight.
2: Oh, well, don't worry. If it happens again and I'm like, hey, you know, somehow we ended up in the suite because it was just a last-minute thing that we were getting, we got upgraded. Um, yeah, definitely bring the top next time. <laughs> uh, no, listen, no shame in it. Everyone. I'm sure others do it. I, I have no question about that.
0: Uh,
2: but no, it was a lot of fun. And we actually got treated to a pretty awesome game because the Yankees we went did. ahead and they were down and they rallied for a walk-off win in uh, extra innings. Like uh, um, Lisa mentioned, Garrett Cole, not his best start. He took a no decision only going five innings, six hits, five earned runs, three walks, two Ks. Uh, Michael King, though, did come on and pick up his first win of the season, uh, going two innings, no hits, a walk, three strikeouts. Harrison Bader was two for four with his fifth home run of the season. He's the one who actually got things started because they were getting shut out, yeah. and he banged the solo homer to get things going. Uh, two RBIs on the night. Aaron Judge hit his 14th home run of the season and also a walk. And I mentioned – the walk-off win, though, was Anthony Volpe getting his sack fly in the 10th inning, his first walk-off of his career. Um, and good to see. It. I mean, the, the kid has been – he's been going through it. You know, like, not saying he's mightily struggling and stuff, but this is what you get when you get a kid straight – essentially straight from double-A right to the show. And yeah, he's going to go through ups and downs. That's just the way it's going to be. you got to hope that he's – mentally strong enough, you know, to stick through it and become the player that, you know, the organization and the fans envision him becoming. Um, But he definitely has had a flair for the dramatic. He has had some big hits this season.
1: Absolutely. And I see you're rocking a shirt with him on it.
2: Yes. The Volpe Hope shirt. That was (laughs) Roto-wear. Which, by the way, congrats to Roto-wear today because I saw on Twitter they had – Today's their uh, sixth anniversary, so nice. he was announced. They were announcing still ran by one dude out of his apartment. What printing all those? Yeah, it's kind of nuts.
1: Oh my goodness, good for him because yeah, the- uh, you buy like three quarters of the stuff. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know it's absurd. Like I should get in some sort of ownership of this crap. But I'd say, listen, their shirts are creative. They're fun shirts, very, very and they're funny. very comfortable. They're actually very God. soft. They are very soft. Yeah, it's high quality oh, I got stuff. my nasty nester one and on. I love that shirt. It is. It's high quality stuff. I, I, I dig it and it's you know, you change it up a little bit from the traditional, you know, Nike shirts and stuff that night that uh um, majestic and everything that you get on the team store and on fanatics. And I don't mind supporting the smaller business, you know, to go. With I would it,
1: rather support a smaller business, to be honest. So yeah. shout out to shout out to the owner of Road Aware. If you want to support our podcast, we we are going to continue to support you. We like you oh, um, yeah. <laughs> But like, if you want to support us too, we do this out of our homes as well. <laughs> exactly. Give us some stars on our page, uh, owner of RoadAware.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a cool story though because he actually right. has like an MLBPA contract. That's why they can use the names and likenesses, but not the actual, you know, logos of the teams and
1: stuff like that. So,
2: you know, they they find creative ways around it.
1: They do well. Real quick, real quick, fun fact: You already said that Anthony Volpe that was his first walk off. Uh, Aaron Judge's game tying home run in the bottom of the ninth was his first career home run that tied the score in the ninth inning or later. Random fact: I know that's how MLB rolls. But can you like? at this point, I can't believe Aaron Judge has
2: any more firsts to do. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to some, we'll get to Judge in a little bit again, but yeah, no, that was dramatic too, because I mean, when it did happen, you had Felix Batista had him down two strikes, 0-2 in the count, and he goes ahead and pulls a, you know, pulls a ball to left field to tie the game up, and super dramatic. And I mean, from our angle down left field, I mean, it looked like he, he got it and then maybe a little under it, but it was it was pretty awesome. This was one of the biggest wins of the season for the Yankees. Like let's not yeah. restate it. Like this was a pretty awesome win against a, a division rival, you know, especially coming off the I don't know the Blue Jays series and, and uh you know the well the red series was kinda like the calming down thing, but just last week you had the whole thing with the Blue Jays, so it it was nice to see.
0: Yes. Um, it was.
2: Unfortunately though, the Orioles uh, repaid the favor the next night where you they came the Yankees were the ones with the five to one lead. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Nesta Cortez honestly kind of you know he he spit the bit there for you know like that was and it happened so fast. It did. Uh, it did. It was nuts. Like you couldn't even if anyone is gonna get on Boone in this in this game, like you're you're dead wrong. I'm sorry. You're just you're way off base on this. Like Nestor took the no decision, six innings, five hits, four and runs. Two walks and five Ks. Uh, Cordero came in, not much better. He got smacked around, mm-hmm. and Yanks ended up giving up eight runs in one inning after being down going into it five to one. So that was kind of a shell shock there. Yeah, couldn't get anybody out. Uh, but before that, Glaber Torres was two for four with two home runs. With, with mm-hmm. uh, gave him nine home runs on the season, uh, three RBIs on the night. IKF in his third home run of the season. He's starting to swing the bat a little bit here. Uh, two from four on the night with a triple as well, two RBIs and two runs scored. But it is just crazy how it happened in a flash. And yep. the Yankees, though, the next inning had the bases loaded with a chance to come back and only came away with one, and that's kind of where you felt like, you know, that was their shot. And then they kind of just moseyed along, you know, the last couple of innings and yep. could yep. not come back.
1: <clears throat> that eight-run inning – Uh, in the seventh, was the biggest um, run scoring that the Orioles had since they scored nine in September of 2021 against the Royals.
2: And the second most the Yankees have been up this season is unfortunately I was there to witness the fiasco that was the nine-run outburst by the Twins a couple of weeks ago. Yep. So it could be worse, but, you know, that's just, again, both teams exchanging. Pretty big body blows there, you know, back-to-back nights. So, you know. You know what it
1: wasn't? It wasn't a 20-to-1 blowout, though, because we did see that score while we were at the game. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The Blue Jays really took out their frustrations on the Rays.
0: Yeah, they down did. In, down in Tampa
2: uh, on last yeah last Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Baltimore did go ahead and take the series finale as well last Thursday. Things really got no offense going for most of the game. Yeah. They were shut down. Completely by Kyle Gibson by a final three to one. Uh, Clark Schmidt took a tough, kind of a little bit of a tough loss, though, in this one, his fifth loss of the season. He did go five innings, five hits, kind of scattered, earned the run, two walks and four Ks. Willie Calhoun drove in the only run of the night. He was two for three with a double. Yanks offense only mustered up three hits, though, and one for four with runners in scoring position. Like I said, Kyle Gibson had that number. The entire night. I mean they really got nothing though at all point.
1: Yeah, that was a tough game to watch. Um and that uh that win was the first time the Orioles have gone back to back series wins against the Yankees since wanna guess what year? I'm
2: gonna it's say not, late nineties.
1: No, it's it's more more it's closer than that.
2: Twenty thirteen.
1: Very close, twenty fourteen.
2: Okay, yeah, I remember. No, the Orioles were were pretty good there for a little bit. When he, it was probably the year the Yanks beat them in the ALDS, and it took them five games to do it. If I remember right, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, listen, the the Orioles are they're a team to contend with. They're for real. I, I yeah, the whole the
1: whole AL East is is now like. I mean, it's always been a tough division anyway, but now like the entire AL East is pretty strong.
2: Yeah. No, toughest division in baseball. There's no question about it whatsoever. <clears throat> um, but the Yanks would go ahead and welcome in the Padres, a rematch of the 1998 World Series. Uh, Friday night, though, the Padres did get the best of the Yanks by a final of 5-1. to one. Again, the Yanks offense scuffling all night. Uh, Judge was the only highlight offensively, one for four with a double. I mean, Rizzo, two for four with an RBI as well. Yanks had a couple of chances early but couldn't quite break through. Um, Randy Vasquez, though, made his major league debut, getting a call up from the Somerset Patriots. Uh, took the loss, but he he I, he had some crazy movement on a lot of his pitches. I mean, he he did show me something. But as soon as as soon as he gave up a home run to Tatis, that kind of like rattled him. You could see where he started getting shy in the strike zone. wasn't quite exactly you know himself. Uh, four in the two-thirds innings, four hits, two earned runs, three walks and six Ks. Uh, I mean, Juan Soto also hit a, a moonshot in this yeah. game as well.
1: it was his second hardest hit home run of his career. Uh, it was 114.1 miles per hour. That's Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton status. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he, I think, flew.
2: Yeah, it was out of here in a second. If I remember, right, it was like uh, middle of the second deck. Too like it was yes. it was a no-doubter, yes. Um, yeah, but you had mentioned though Fernando Tatis Jr. in right field, mm-hmm. like it turned into a thing like this weekend, and honestly, I will say this: it warmed my heart to hear this type of stuff because there mm-hmm. were videos posted, crowd in you know, a Yankee crowd Friday night, rowdy riding them, getting on them pretty bad about the whole steroid thing, and he, you know, tried to play it off and kind of was, like, conducting it and and stuff like that. But that's old school Yankee Stadium, honestly. Yeah. Getting on the right fielder. I remember back in the day when Canseco was dating Madonna. I remember the fans throwing out a balloon, uh, a blow-up doll at him and stuff like that. Uh, Tons of stuff used to go on in right field. Like, it was, like, mean out there. It was nasty. And from the videos I saw that were on Twitter and other social media – it was definitely back. And that's what I'm saying. It warms my heart to hear and see that old Yankee Stadium is still alive on certain nights. Whatever. Like, it's it, dude, it's, it's sports. It is what it is. You want to make players intimidated to come to Yankee Stadium and play. Not just by their fan, like the, the team, but the fans. You want, like, to be on top of them. And yeah. I don't know. I don't think anyone crossed the line. And I know they asked Tatis about it. He said, honestly, he didn't hear anything that was necessarily crossing the line. But he's got to also expect that people are going to chant steroids and stuff like that at him because he was caught. He was suspended. Well, it's,
1: see, it's and I, I appreciate him being like, hey, like that's going to happen. Whereas um, the outfielder for the Red Sox, I want it's not Christian Vasquez. Uh, oh, he's
2: Verdugo. Verdugo, Verdugo.
1: Like, Verdugo got really heated and wanted to fight mm-hmm. people. And Randy or Rosarena, I was at that game uh, like two years ago where Randy Arosarena, like, De- definitely wanted to hop into the stands and go blows with people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like, you know, sometimes you just got to take it on the chin and laugh about it and have fun with the crowd. Like, like that he's did. Um, okay. And then there's the players that like, you have to expect it. Like, you, you know, you're going to get ribbed. New York is a very tough city as we mm-hmm. both know, you know, like you're definitely going to get ribbed here. You're going to get ribbed even if you're like the best player. I mean, that is a great player, but like Aaron judge gets ribbed. He doesn't care.
2: No, it is what it is. It come Listen, it's part Reggie. Of the
1: job. It's part of Reg, the job.
2: Reggie Jackson said it perfect. They don't boo nobodies. There you go. It's what it is. So you can take it as kind of like a, a compliment that there they've taken the time to do their homework on you and know who you are and start this type of stuff. Yep. I mean, it's yeah. It's. it's it, but I was just excited to hear that. Again, the fans were not just on their phones, sitting on their hands, or you know, not trying to do any of that stuff anymore. It is what it is. Like players, opposing players do need to fear coming into Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. Like, the honestly, in 2017, that series with the Astros, they remember the Yankees won every game while they were here, and the players commented repeatedly that, at least at the time, they were shook to play here. Mm-hmm. And that's what you need to reestablish, that you need to be shook to, to play in the stadium. Not that you are fear something's going to happen to you, but it needs to be intimidating. No, it needs to be
1: in your head. It needs. Yeah. It needs to, it's it's the what do they call like in in I'm not a basketball person. I already told you about this. <laughs> so it's like it's like the uh, the tenth man on the field.
2: Yeah, pretty much. That's that's the kind of thing it needs to be. You need to be concerned that you know again you're gonna you got rabbit ears and you're listening to everything and everyone's getting on you. So that's that's how it needs to be. So yeah. Um. All right, but that brings us to Saturday afternoon's game where the Yankees bounce back to take this one 3-2. to two. Um, Luis Severino was incredible in this game, and I'm going to get into the latest Boone fiasco decision that went into this, and, I'm not, and this was a first guess, not a second guess, but he ended up taking a no decision, six and two-thirds, one hit. One hit, okay? Two earned runs. Two runs scored, one of them earned. Three walks because he was charged with the second one that was allowed to score because Michael King did give it up on his first pitch. Uh, five strikeouts, though. Uh, Clay Holmes did pick up the win, uh, his third win of the season. Uh, DJ LeMay, he was two for three with his sixth home run of the season. Nice oppo shot there. Uh, two RBIs and a walk. IKF was one for four. He did get the game-winning RBI in the 10th inning as well, pulled a nice yep. shot down the uh, left-field line. But I do want to rewind it to the seventh inning. You have a phenomenal pitchers duel going between Luis Severino and Mm -hmm. Michael Walker. Walker has had the Yanks number for a bit. They were getting to him a little bit early, Um, but one runner is on and then Boone comes out to talk to Severino. They have their conversation. He goes back in. You saw King was warming up in the bullpen already. Luis Severino had like 80 something pitches at this point. So you can't say pitching. The pitch count was a problem. Yeah. And an error is made by Gleyber Torres. And he takes him out. What did Severino show you that said suddenly he needs to come out of the game at that point? You could tell he was pissed. Also, like rightfully so, he was pissed coming out of that game. He wanted to finish that inning. That was his inning. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand what changed with that error. It was a (laughs) soft hit ground ball that had eyes that was booted.
1: He's been, I mean, we've talked about this a couple of times in the last few weeks. He's been pulling people, and we've just kind of been scratching our heads about it. Like, this is not the first time he's pulled somebody. Where The one time with Nestor Cortez where we were like, he probably could have gotten out of that inning, but you pulled him.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, like, I don't know. Maybe And maybe it's because of what happened with uh, with Nestor Cortez, you know, a, a game or two before this one that he was like, oh, here we go again. I can't have that, especially because Michael Waka was pitching so well. So
2: but, but but that's my thing with this, right? And again, I'm not one who I'm not one of these fans who's like, oh, analytics are the devil. Analytics are evil. This and that. That is good. You should always have that. Okay. Understand that. Read it, acknowledge it, know it but you need to interpret it in different ways. Yes. This seemed like an extremely analytics driven move. And yes, I, I can spell it out for you. You go to your best reliever and Michael King. I understand the concept there. But you also need to have a feel for the game as the yes. manager. Read
1: the gut, room. The, the gut. The gut reaction. Listen to it a little bit. Yeah.
2: Sevy was on the money. He easily could have got out of that inning. I'm going to be honest. He probably could have went in to pitch the eighth as well.
1: And you have to be very careful when you make a decision like that. Because like you said, Sevy was pissed off. That can really throw a pitcher's mental game off.
2: Mm-hmm. And he's when looked you, really like good in
1: both of his starts. Yep. When you are yeah. so committed to the analytics, you are not putting – the psyche of the players uh, like on the table and you have to, that can throw somebody off so quickly. And then that's harder to get back.
2: You're right. And that's but that's see. That's where the issue with analytics will lie mm-hmm. is that there's not quant like the emotion of the psyche of the player is not quantifiable in numbers. So therefore it doesn't matter. It's right. not true. It's just not true. You're not playing a video game. Like, that's not it. You're not playing MLB the show. You're not you're playing. This isn't fantasy baseball. Like, this is real baseball. There are real people involved in this. Like, you have to take that into consideration.
1: There's no codes. There's no AABB up, up, down, down. Yeah,
2: there's <laughs> none of that. There's no Game Genie or whatever. Like, it's, it's, it's not there. So that's where I think the problems are. And I think that the managers in the organizations that get it right are they have their analytics team. They know the data. They have the data available. The players know the data. But sometimes you got to, like, go with the flow of the game. Seve was cruising there. you got to let him finish the inning at least.
1: At and least. This, and this is where I'm going to advocate again if teams aren't doing this, and I believe they are. But if they're not doing this, you've got to get people on staff that can help players with their with their mental struggles with the game as well. Because, like I just referenced, I am sure Seve was pissed off after that and needed to like bet in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have that kind of mental health personnel on the staff, then your team is going to fall apart at the worst time because you are so analytics driven. Yeah. There has to be, I, I, I truly believe there has to be a human element to everything that we do.
2: It's the truth. And you got to find the combination. You got to find the fine line between the two. And this was a perfect situation. Yep. but thankfully Yanks won the game, so it'll be it'll be looked at in the end. as no harm, no foul. But it's something I did want to highlight that was nuts. It was completely nuts to me that, well, that he came. not yeah,
1: no harm, no foul. So the next time Sevy pitches, and we'll see how he does.
2: Agreed. Agreed. And in that situation, he was. But the thing is, he was being so economical too with his pitches. Yeah, the pitch count yeah. was down. He was cruising. I was so impressed by Severino that day, mm-hmm. and it, and, it, and it made me think of our conversation last week. Where it's just like if you could only stay healthy more often, it's like this is the pitcher that you were at one point, that yeah. you can be. When you're on the mound, I I love Severino when he's healthy. It's yeah. just it needs to be it needs to happen more often. That's that's the thing. Yeah. And he's pitching for his contract right now. So mm-hmm. I mean, all the motivation's there. Yeah. Another human element to the to the situation. Yeah. And it's fine. It's not about being greedy or anything like that. It's just the way it is. He's playing for his future right now. So, all right, and that takes us to Sunday's game, this series finale with the Padres, which the Yanks did go ahead and take by a final of ten to seven. Uh absolute slugfest here. still went ahead. You know, the Yankees offense woke up in this game. These last two games, we'll get to last night's game in a second, but they went ahead and they definitely woke up in this one. Took a big lead early. Rodgers kept shipping away. Yankees had some sloppy defense, though, earlier in the game. They went ahead and allowed pretty much a Little League home run. Oh, my God. That inning. was, was embarrassing.
1: so, so embarrassing to watch. Pretty oh bad. My God.
2: Pretty, pretty bad. Um, they did get to Cole. Cole did get the win, okay? He picked up his sixth win of the season, but still not his finest outing. Six innings, four, it, four hits, six runs, five earned. Due to the fiasco of defense that was going on early. Three walks and nine strikeouts. Uh Aaron Judge, though, two for four with his fifteenth home run of the season, driving in two, two runs scored. Harrison Bader in his sixth home run of the season. Uh, two runs scored, two RBIs. Hickey had himself a hell of a game, three for four with uh two RBIs and a run scored as well. And Clay Holmes, though, he made things pretty dicey in the ninth inning. Like, again, like it's just I'm going to give credit, by the way, to Danny Santiago, who's probably you know comes to some games with me. So that Jerry's cousin, I have full credit to him. Clay Holmes is the modern day John Wetland. He absolutely is. There's no one, two, three in it with Holmes. Rarely he's he'll get the save, he'll close the game out, but boy, he's going to make you sweat. for He's going to go ahead and walk some guys. He's going to get himself in a serious jam, and then he'll get the final out. So. Either way, bottom line is get the final out. Uh, but, yeah, good to see the Yanks offense starting to get clicking.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if you want to talk about it here or not because we said we were going to talk a little bit about Aaron Judge. But uh, in the bottom of the first one, he hit his 15th home run. That made it nine home runs in 18 games since returning from the IL. And he had six home runs in 26 games prior to uh, that injury when he was sliding into third. And then, of course, last night, which we we're about to get into – he goes ahead
2: and does it again. He has been absolutely unstoppable since yep. he's he's come back. He's picked up in some ways. Let's say he picked up where he where he left off, but there are some ways where he is off to somewhat of a better start than he was last season. I'm not getting crazy and so, so
1: thinking they were he's talking- hitting
2: over sixty homers again. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was last night or the night before. I think it was last night. They were talking at the game, and they said, they jokingly said, it seems like he doesn't want to give up his MVP title. And everybody's talking about Shohei Otani, but Shohei Otani's actually not having the best year as a pitcher, right? Like, still having, like, a decent year, uh, considering he's a pitcher and a DH all the mm-hmm. time, right? Yeah. So still having an amazing year, but not as outstanding as, as uh, last year or the year before or whatever. But Aaron Judge same pace and like you just said if not a little bit better yeah and he's i mean defensively come on he stole a home run last night like let's just get into last night cuz I'm already right, talking yeah, about yeah
2: let's jump to last night's game but yanks <laughs> good to see the yanks taking a, a series which was uh, just to wrap up the Padres series all three games were sold out like the stadium was electric there was a lot yeah. of fans there cuz I was there at Saturday's game a lot of fans there from San Diego cuz they don't come they don't yes. come here a lot a Yanks lot. will be there next year, which will be marked on my calendar already ahead of time because I even I've been to I've been to San Diego, San Diego but is. it was just for one game quickly and it was only for a couple hours. I kind of want to spend like the weekend to really take in San Diego, so that's why I'm looking forward to that.
1: If I ever moved to the West Coast, San Diego would be the city I'd move to.
2: San Diego is beautiful. It's like so the crazy. limited amount I've seen. It is it's spectacular, but it was just cool to see the energy in the building three straight sellouts. And it wasn't like these Yankees Red Sox or it wasn't the subway series. It was the Padres. So Mm -hmm. it was cool to see that it was, you know, kind of like a random team that was brought in, you know, to, to get that electricity going. Um, But the Yanks did start their West coast trip, their first edition of late night Yankees of the season or yes, after dark or whichever you prefer. (laughs) Um, Yankees went ahead though and smoked the Mariners for those who did not stay up for it last night. Um, by a final of 10 to 4, Domingo Herman did make his return from his suspension, picked up his third win of the season, pushing his record to three and three. He went six and a third, seven hits, four earned runs, three walks, and four K's. So not super sharp. He was sharp pretty early. And Jeff Nelson did touch on it pretty nicely to say that it looks like Severino loses focus and he gets a little too comfortable once he's got a lead. And you do pitch to the score, but not like that. You don't start walking people. That's one thing you don't do. Mm -hmm. Um, but man, the, well, I'll save him. I'll save the best for last, but Willie Calhoun was two for five, two RBIs and a run scored. Uh, Jake Bowers though, nice night for him. Nice likes to see him bouncing back three for four with his third home run of the season, driving in two with a walk. IKF was two for five with two RBIs, but man, there's not often in a baseball game where you can say one player literally took over an entire game. This was one of those games. Aaron Judge, three for four, two home runs on the night, 17 on the season now, three RBIs, three runs scored, and a walk. And a, he also ro- robbed Teoscar Hernandez of a home run where it looked like he, and I know Meredith Rockowitz in the postgame. Interviews said that he leaped two feet off the ball, and he was kind of making some jokes about it. He was like, you know, where did you get that? Like, how did you know two feet exactly, hurt? But not many players would have been able to make that catch due to his size. Right. Um, spectacular play, though. And I did want to drop in a nugget here. That was from I saw on Twitter. Aaron Judge of the Yankees is the first MLB player to hit multiple home runs and rob a homer in the same game since he himself did it on July 29th of last year. He's the only MLB player in the last 30 years to have two such games in his career. Jeez. Nuts. And we talked about this. When you hear first, you just said it earlier, first with Judge and the rarefied air that he's in, I mean, the dude is clearly, you know, trying to recapture that MVP again. And he's got a very strong case for the Yankees go as he goes. I don't think there's any question about it. If he's yep. if he has an off night, they rarely win. It's the truth. He sets the tone for them each and every night.
1: Absolutely. That's why he's captain.
2: Yeah, that's why that's why he's the captain, and he's taken that role very seriously. I, I kind of seen like a little bit of a I've always seen him as the leader of the team, honestly, for the last couple of seasons. Like ever since you know, some CC retired and Gardner, you know, kind of went on his way, not officially retired yet. Oh Gardy. I know, like. He might he might do a Bernie Williams and wait 10 years to officially retire. <laughs> it's like almost like he almost forgot to file the paperwork. It was just like, oh ah, yeah, go ahead. We'll, we'll do it then. Um, but man, this was just such a pleasure to watch. Um, I also did want to comment. I was I was curious to know how this would be, right? Because we joked about late night Yankees and yes, after dark, the 10 10 starts, 10 30 starts sometimes. 9 40, okay. It's a little bit better, and with the quicker pace of games, this game wasn't ending at 30 in the morning or one fifteen. So I did appreciate that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And there were fourteen runs scored. Yanks had eighteen hits on the night. You know, the season high of, the, of the, for the season. That's where the game even went longer. Like tonight's game, another nine forty start could be done. I don't know by Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 And that's fine. I, that's reasonable. Honestly, like. Yes. That I can deal with. You know what I mean? Because honestly, I'm usually up personally watching, you know, Steve Colbert and stuff until almost midnight anyway. So if you're going to give me the big game to wrap up before midnight or around midnight, it's not too much of it. But some of these games over the years. And, yes, as I've gotten older, it's gotten harder to stay up. Like, it's a battle. Uh, Yeah. It's a battle.
1: Listen, the only reason why I watched last night's game is because I'm still on leave. If this game happened next week when I return back to work, I would I would have only seen, and I wouldn't have even seen the four innings because I turned the, I turned the game on after the NBA final game, and it was in the fourth inning by the mm-hmm. time I turned it on. So those would have been my four innings, and then I would be like, I gotta go to sleep now. I gotta go to work. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, West Coast games are rough, man. And and yeah, when you get over a certain age, uh, it gets even harder. Like no matter what your intentions are,
2: no, it it, it gets tougher, and over the years. You know, it was like a thing of pride to stay up, you know, for the game and to make mm-hmm. it through. But listen, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I try to make things to do. Sometimes I will do laundry during games to keep myself active and awake <laughs> to do that. I have done things, like, to just, again, make sure that I'm awake. I don't go to – I don't watch the game in bed. I have to sit on the couch and sit oh, yeah. upright because yep. I will fall yep. asleep. Yeah, it, it will happen. Um, and the thing is, though, it won't be a good sleep either. It'll be – because I'll be wondering what's going on in the game. Mm-hmm it'll, it'll drive me nuts. So on nights though, if it's like 10 to one Yankees, I'm like little by little. I'll I'll watch the the last two innings in bed and I know in five minutes I'm toast. Like that, that's it. I'll wake (laughs) up to shut the TV off and it'll be post game. I'll like open up an eye to see the final. I'm like, all right, cool. Done.
1: Yep. I've done that before too. Definitely woken up on the couch to hear the post game people. And I'm like, okay, they went good. Yeah. That's it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, you're glad the game is over. Cause I know, like if it's not, then something really bad.
1: Happens. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah. Um, but yeah, the Yanks will continue that series and beautiful T-Mobile park. It, it is one of my favorite road parks, honestly. Like it's, it's so awesome. It really is a great ballpark. Yeah. It looks pretty. Um, all right. So that goes ahead and brings us to our top of the heap hitter of the week. Don't see too many options here, but I'm curious to see where we go. Lisa started off for us this week. Who was your top of the heap hitter of the week?
1: So I went with minus yesterday. I did not count yesterday because I I did my stats yesterday during the day. I actually went with Glaber Torres
2: because I
1: kind of figured you would go with Judge. So <laughs> uh, so I went not with, to. <laughs> I went. I know. I know. But Glaber had a good week. Um, his OPS was nine sixty eight. His average was three thirty three. He had two home runs. Three RBIs, five runs, eight hits, one walk. His on-base percentage was 385 and his slugging percentage was 583. That's solid. And we need more people uh outside of Aaron Judge to do the work. And I'm really liking Glaber at the at the top of the batting order. I, uh, he's been starting it off. So good job, Glaber. That's my pick.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's an excellent pick. And you made a good point, though. It's true. Like Glaber Torres, somebody besides Judge mainly. Rizzo's also having himself a hell of a season too. Nice. Rizzo, yeah, Rizzo's
1: here. been Mr. Consistent for sure.
2: Yeah, you know he's hitting around 300, so that's there. And it does suck. He's going to be out of the lineup again tonight. He missed last night's game. Was he jammed his neck on uh, Sunday's Sunday afternoon's game? Um, and also on the injury update, Aaron I know Harrison Bader did leave last night's game as well. Sorry, we didn't mention that part. Seems to be a hamstring. My guess is he's going on the IL. Hopefully not too long. Hamstrings can be tricky. So. Yeah. Just frustrating because since he came back, I'm probably recall, Yanks are 17 and 8. And MLB best 17 and 8 since Bader returned. So he's made it and obviously Judge was right behind them. So
1: that's yeah. Not, and he's it's been not let's not
2: fool anybody with that one.
1: But. He's been amazing defensively as well.
2: Yeah, no, he makes a huge difference out there.
1: Yeah.
2: Um and I'm sure Judge will get some action in center. Greg Allen yep. will see in center as well. But I'd be pretty shocked if we don't. You know, if he doesn't end up on the I.L. Praying, fingers crossed, Rizzo does not end up in the I.L.
1: Oh, my gosh, well.
2: That would be terrible. Yeah. Uh, but back to our top-of-the-heap hitter of the week, uh, Aaron Judge is my is the guy. Uh, 320 on the week with a 452 on base percentage with a slug of 880. Uh, that goes to four home runs, six RBIs, six walks, uh, seven strikeouts on the week, eight hits, eight runs scored, and some sparkling defense in the field as well. So that's where we'll go with the hitter. I know we could always go with Aaron Judge pretty much almost every week, like 90% of weeks, but it was kind of.
1: He deserves it. Especially after
2: last night. Especially after last night's game, it was kind of hard for me to go the other way.
1: Yeah, uh, he he deserves it. I mean, all, all credit where credit is due, and he is earning all of that.
2: Yeah. All right. So that brings us to our King of the Hill Pitcher of the Week. Lisa, who's your pitcher? League? This is this would be interesting.
1: I went with Luis Severino.
2: Okay. <laughs> so did I. So go ahead, you can read like, off. I know you got your notes. Reaction. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of options to take a shoot. There really wasn't. no.
1: There really weren't. There were really weren't. So uh, the the stats that I have on him is that uh, his ERA for the week was one point three five. Uh, six and six and two thirds innings, one hit. Two. I mean, we talked about his stats. Uh, uh, the only ones that people might not be aware of are his WHIP was 0.60, and his batting average against is a 0.045. That's pretty impressive. pretty pretty good. Pretty <laughs> pretty pretty good.
2: Um. Yeah, no. Severi was Severy was lights out this week. He's been so yeah. great in his first two starts back. Hopefully that continues and he stays healthy for the rest of the season. Because that would be a huge, you know, bump in the, you know bump for the Yanks' rotation, especially with Cole scuffling a little bit these last couple of weeks. Yeah, Nestor.
1: Nestor burned um, out very quickly.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of getting a little concerned with Nestor a little bit. I'm just wondering. Uh, I I don't want to, but I'm just hoping he didn't kind of like revert, turn into a pumpkin a la Aaron Small and Sean Chacon many Mm. years ago, for those who remember those two names. who kind of found it for a year or two and then kind of went back to being somewhat journeyman pitchers. I I hope hope Nestor's not that. I hope he's not.
1: I hope so, too. Also, I just want to say, since Aaron Boone loves data and analytics, maybe he needs to read this line a couple times.
2: Maybe. You know, it could be pretty. I'm sure he has it in front of him, but, you know.
1: I'm sure he does, but something else.
2: Can him. Uh all right. So that brings us to the preview of the rest of the Mariners series because mm-hmm. there are still more still two more games in this series as well before the Yankees do head to Dodgers lovely Dodgers Stadium this weekend. That should be a, a hell of a series. Uh which we also might be getting John Stanton back potentially this weekend. Possibly That's ne- would make next me happier. Week. Which by the way, I did want to mention. Because it did pop up. So Stanton is doing his rehab assignment in Mm -hmm. Somerset. Him and Jason Dominguez homered earlier, just about within an hour ago, right before we went on.
1: Nice.
2: So good to see that going because, man, it it would be a shot in the arm to get Stanton back. uh, Especially if we're losing Vader.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we need that. We need um, that power and that um, veteran presence.
2: All right, so who do we got? Who are the pitching problems for the next two nights? All right, so there was actually
1: a change. I went to go look just to make sure, and uh, the second game, uh, at the third game technically, there was a change. But tonight it's uh, Logan Gilbert and Nestor Cortez Jr. Logan Gilbert's a righty, and he has a 3-2 and two record with 3.60 ERA and 69 strikeouts. And uh, hopefully Nestor has a great game today and we can get him back to what we're used to. He's a lefty, 4-2 and two record. 5.30 ERA, and 53 strikeouts on the season. Tomorrow, the Mariners changed their pitcher. It was originally Luis Castillo, but now they have it as George Kirby. Uh, he's a righty with a 5-4 record, 3.43 ERA, and, a 50, and 51 strikeouts on the season. And he'll be up against Clark Schmidt, who is our righty. He is a 2-5 five record, 5.58 ERA, and, and 58 strikeouts on the season.
2: Not upset about the Yanks, missing Luis Castillo. I'll tell you that much. That's a okay with me. It was, no it problem. was
1: when, uh, when I originally had the stats up, I'm like, Ooh, that is a lopsided, uh, pitching matchup right there. Clark yeah. Schmidt's going to take that L. This yeah. one's a little bit more, a little more balanced. Yeah. George
2: Kirby's having a good season. I mean, the Mariners pitching staff, their starting pitching has been really good this year. Uh, Miller, who actually was unbelievable before last night that the Yanks pretty much smacked him around, um, but we'll see more. Uh, Logan Gilbert is a tough, tough uh, right handed pitcher as well. And yeah, George Kirby's another one. They, they've got a lot of young right handed arms in that rotation mm-hmm. you know, for the Yanks to deal with. So. All right. So I think that pretty much does it for us this week. Cue the music at some point. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for joining us this week as always. Uh, if you joined us on the Facebook live stream, be sure to check out the Empire 161 show. Uh, check out some share highlights and lineups and all kinds of stories. People saying that, Doug McCavert saying that A-Rod's going to die alone and stuff like that. And, you know, things like that. So things that don't make the show. Uh, so go ahead and be sure to check that out check out Pop Culture Pros as well because that's who you are presented by at Pop Culture Pros and PopCulturePros.com uh, if you're joining us on uh, YouTube I know my battery's talking uh, subscribe to uh, Pop Culture Pros on YouTube and on Twitter if you're checking us out follow at Pop Culture Pros but also follow at Empire 161 Show I, it sounds like I'm cursing that's what yeah. it is. Like, it's <laughs> like uh, make sure I charge the speaker before next time. Uh, i you're checking us out on Instagram at the underscore empire underscore one six one underscore show, uh, check that all uh, out. Also, Lisa manages that account. A lot of cool stuff on there as well. Uh, if you found your audio-only podcast, subscribe to Pop Culture Pros. We got a lot of cool stuff on the network. Uh, if you're a Mets fan checking us out, we also got a show about the Mets the put in a book show with Fumachi and Rodriguez and Keith. They cover the New York Mets, so check that out. Uh, if you're into comic books, uh, Jason and I did drop our latest episode of Granny's Peach Tea last night. Uh, we talked about we're excited for Transformers Rise of the Beast coming out, so we talked about Bumblebee and the, the, the series finale of The Flash. We said farewell to The Flash last night. Uh, among Superman, Lois, and Gotham Knight, so be sure to check that episode out as well. And all the other cool stuff we got on. So. Um, and the Just Too Sweet show is
1: coming on after us tonight. Yes.
2: If you're into wrestling, check out Tim and Eric. They got the Just Too Sweet show. They should be on around 7.30 tonight, so check that out as well. Uh, yeah, so Pop Culture Pros got everything you need. Uh, we will be back on Sunday, right? Sunday before Sunday Night Baseball because the Yankees will be playing the Dodgers on Sunday night. So, uh, yeah, we'll do a little pregame action for the uh, series against the Dodgers. Hopefully, Stanton back in the lineup uh, for that game. Fingers crossed. Uh, We'll see you next week. All right. Peace. Bye, everybody.